This episode of Leverage Radio is sponsored by Mike Morell's instructional series called Triangle Territory. It's available only on the tiger.io. Use promo code leverage for 45% off on this product. Get it now while the offer lasts. Welcome back to Leverage Radio, everybody. My guest today is the one and only Jitendra Vikikare. He's the head coach of Team Relentless and an OG of the Indian MMA scene. Welcome, Vicky, to our little show. How are you doing, brother? I'm good, and uh, thank you for having me on the show. It's an honor for me. Oh, a pleasure, man. I've been meaning to call and talk. One of the reasons we did this podcast is to, like me personally, I don't know about Ashwin, who's my partner in this. For me personally, it was I want to talk to or meet or train essentially everybody who is in this community in our country. It is growing day by day. I mean, the amount of exposure MMA sports and all is now getting on TV, for example. Everybody's talking to you about the Khabib fight, aren't they? Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I wanted to take this time, opportunity over the lockdown to reach out to a bunch of guys, uh, like even Kremele we've spoken to and uh, Pushkraj we've had a podcast with. A lot of different people, you know, like it's the network of this industry. And um, I don't know who I was talking to, someone else, I guess. There's so much ego involved in combat sports and in uh, competition that uh, you kind of lose sight of, you know, the growth aspect of it. Um, So that's why I wanted to talk to you, man. No, it's uh, so. I mean, definitely. I mean, I remember when we started our gym way back in uh, you know 2010. Uh, I mean, from then till now, the the growth has been crazy. Yeah. It's been crazy. Like, I think uh, you know somebody. I was talking to somebody in uh, uh, in Canada the other day, and they were asking me. So you know, since you've been in this field for ten years, what do you think? I was like, forget ten years, man. If you ask me ten days back, it's just growing every day. Yeah, yeah. I, so, you know, you can really see it. A few years ago, I was like, what the fuck is going to be the thing of MMA in India or combat sports in India? Because there's very little. I mean, come on, think back to 2012. You, you'll know better than me. Like, what was oh, ha- yeah, yeah. happening in uh, MMA in <clears throat> India? Was I remember just... 2012 when we started the SFL, when I was part of the you know team that uh, was working on SFL. Right. The amount of, uh, you know, people claiming to do MMA and BJJ and were so many, but there were actually very few people and very few gyms that were actually training BJJ and MMA. Legitimate. So it's crazy. Yeah, legitimate. It's crazy. I mean, I have uh, last 10 years, I, 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 you know, I can't even begin to tell you the kind of growth that I've seen. And, you know, it, it's great. I, I've always said it's great, you know, and uh, yeah, I guess. You know, and uh, our sport is such which ego is a part and parcel of the game. Has to be. So, yeah. And I, and believe me, I, I personally feel it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Mm-hmm. To each their own. You know, each everybody has their way of uh, oh, approaching things. Absolutely. And, you know, so, so, I think, you know. 
that's why you need to have different approaches also right it can't yeah, just yeah, be yeah. Believe everyone me. just butting heads all the time like fine that has its yeah, place you have a gsp at the same time you have a chronometer and they both are equally successful yeah, yeah that's that's well said man it's that, where that you identify true. yourself yeah. yeah i mean yeah. i see myself as a martial artist and uh, you know i don't see myself as a fighter you know and and that's the kind of uh, culture i would like my team to have i mean obviously in my team also you have your you you have your economic gregors <laughs> yeah so yeah, yeah i mean yeah. it's all good yeah it's all good absolutely that's what makes the world go round but um, speaking of you saying you're not a fighter i recently saw a couple of like doing my research for this i saw a couple of things where one thing you said you're going to start fighting at the age of what 39 41 something like that so i was i didn't i hadn't fought mma mma per yeah, se right, right. so i took my first fight when i was 39 How did oh, that go? Yeah. Uh, I lost by split decision. It's on okay. YouTube to watch, but uh, yeah, I had the time of my life getting ready for it, and uh, the fight itself was great. I mean, I fought in Malaysia against a Vietnamese guy, mm-hmm. and uh, it was good because uh, two years of my hard work. So I had let things slip, and I had put on like I was 140 kgs, and I was like, uh, you know, I, I need to pull things back, and. Right. Uh, uh i i fought at 86 at that point what the fuck yeah so, so it was great like i mean nearly 60 kilos yeah so i mean i had the time oh, of my dude. life yeah that's really yeah, cool. i was in the best shape of my life i don't remember being 86 since i was uh, i think 19 <laughs> <laughs> no i've been a power lifter so you know all my life i've always like the Just lowest i could massive. remember and my friends kept asking me yeah. saying you know what's the lowest you've been I was like, dude, the last figure I can remember when I was in college was ninety four. Yeah. So 86, I think I was in school. I think. <laughs> Damn man, and uh, so, it, I'm sure like um, one thing is that you know when you're young, you kind of uh, can also eat whatever, drink whatever, and oh, yeah. stay sort of in shape. Uh, oh, the yeah, older yeah, you man. get, like you know. a little bit off the tracks and uh, ask me man ask me it falls I'm by the way side now i'm right. 42 i'll be 43 in march training with these 24 and 25 year old guys you feel old every day bro i'm 31 and now i'm training with these um, 20 to 25 year old killers and same here same here man i am not having any easy rounds anymore like so believe those... me wait for another 5 years i want you to test 36 every year you're going to feel <laughs> yeah, man, I've had to. That's why I keep telling these guys. I was like, wait till you are hit thirty-six, you will so, feel every year. So you started Team Relentless in two thousand ten. You are saying, right? Two thousand twelve, technically two thousand twelve. Okay, and we started uh, Evolution in two thousand and ten. We were tied up with uh, with a couple of guys, and it didn't. Uh, you know, there was a difference of opinion, so we split. Is and this? That's when we started the uh, Evolution Fight Team um, in Mumbai, right? uh evolution gym my gym is called evolution fitness and combat sports academy okay uh so we started that in 2010 and uh, you know we were uh, 2012 we uh, decided to go our own way and uh, that's when team relentless was born and um how how's the experience been for you during covid like what have you been focusing on um in terms of you know just for the team like not for the members not for the generic members but for the athletes and the guys who are really like committed 
Well, you know, I was talking to uh, you know somebody else also, and this, so the thing is that uh, you know when it all started, obviously initially we didn't know the kind of uh, you know that it could take so long to even sure. get started. So initially we all were like you know we are going to take a break because uh, we we train like literally thirteen sessions a week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that does not include our strength and conditioning sessions. So, oh, uh, you know, about 16 sessions a week. So initially that uh, when it was announced, the three-week lockdown, that came as a huge welcome. And we were like, yeah, okay, we're going to take it easy. But by the end of first, second week, uh, you know, uh, every it started to get to everyone. So right. we decided that, you know, the best we can do is online. And uh, as a fight team, we started then working on a lot of drills, solo drills and a lot of... Uh, uh, like while striking a lot of footwork, a lot of drills that we could do online as a team. Right. But the good thing was that we pulled together as a team. And uh, so we made a schedule and we would spend afternoons working on uh, skills. Mm -hmm. And evenings was purely dedicated to strength and conditioning. Mm -hmm. So we were a group of about 18, 20 guys that would get online and do this every day. Right. And Hopefully uh, by uh, Monday, our gyms will start in Bombay. So... You know, we all will be have back they on the still not open fully? No. In Bombay, we just got Jeez. permission. Whoa. And uh, that too, it's quite uh, this thing because uh, they've not given permission for group classes. But uh, I think we've done waiting here. We're just going yeah, to get on yeah, it and yeah. see what happens from there. So basically, humne we, like, we got our permission about early September. So we've been at it. 15 September is, I believe, is when Delhi yeah, started, right? That's right. Yes, uh, because we were told that, you know, we will also get to start on 15 September, but then it got pushed and pushed and pushed. So and Maharashtra, the COVID scene was a little bit uh, worse than I would I would think Delhi was. Uh, that yeah. That could possibly I mean, be the we've reason. Been the hub. Yeah, we've been the hub, so. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. But uh, congratulations that you get to open soon. I'm sure the guys yep. are looking forward to getting some fucking training in. Um, you have a couple of fighters who will be participating in the leverage tournament that uh, we are putting together. Uh, this mm. sounds like it's news to you. Sunny Khatri yeah, and Ch Chaitanya Gawali. No, they're not part of Team Relentless. They're not part of Team Relentless? No, no, no. They I, I, they have their own team and they're not part of Team Relentless. Oh, they're ex-team members. I apologize. Uh, no, no. I, didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. We've I've got my database here and it, uh, for them it says Team Relentless. Oh, damn. No, okay. uh, they have their own team. Yeah. Um, we did have somebody else also. I believe uh, Akshata uh, is one of your Yeah, students. Pushkar just spoke to me about her yesterday. Yeah, so yeah. I... I kind of wanted to get more clarity on that. And so he said, you know, uh, he'll talk to me more on it. So I was like, okay. So basically, I we, just are, got a call. we are putting this event together. I don't know if you know anything about it or if you it's reached you or not. I just saw the uh, fight card, the 16-man right. tournament. I saw that. That's right. So we're putting this fight card on um, in December. And we've got right. um, 16 guys competing, including the two names I just mentioned. Um, and it's a professional invitational jiu-jitsu tournament where I read uh, up on that. It's very interesting, man. And congratulations. That's a great job you guys have done putting it together. Man. Cheers, man. We can use I, I think those are like promotion. Oh, no, I, I personally believe that, you know, you've got one of the top 16 guys. It's going to be a fun to watch. I mean, I hope you guys are going live or something. Yeah. I will. We are definitely trying to figure out. Uh, yeah, ways it's going to, to be go fun live. to watch, man. The only issue with going live that we are facing so far is um, the streaming. You know, the quality gets dropped. 
Oh yeah, that's so true. That's the, true. you know, and in jujitsu, if you're seeing like flowing technique and it's called pixelated, you're like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, you know, it's it becomes yeah. very irritating. So we want to get that right uh, before we, you know, commit to being able to broadcast it live. Otherwise, we'll take out the tournament one match at a time and make a series yeah, I'm, out of I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I mean, I mean, I was really, really uh, glad to see the names there, man. They've got you've got some great names there. Pulisic yeah, man, I was quite surprised, and you know, kudos to all the guys who have agreed to come to this because uh, you know, like we keep saying, K in in MMA, like you're saying, over the last like few years, there's been growth, but when opportunity comes, guys also have to step up to that opportunity. It can't just True. be. Um, you know, keep complaining about there's no opportunity, there's no opportunity. sport Now that there is opportunity and somebody's inviting you to, you know, put up or shut up. So I'm very happy that a lot of the guys, I'm almost everybody accepted yeah, in the first go. Nobody was like, uh, me ko ye chahiye, wo chahiye. So yeah, I'm, really I'm sure, man. I'm sure. I mean, you know, it's. I mean, I'm. I'm sure people would love to be a part of something like this. Yeah. There's no reason for people not to be. Yeah, hopefully we can get you also out next time and uh, put on a gi and uh, get you a super fight love with some, to, man. Love somebody. To. That's awesome. And yeah, love to. Gi, no gi, anything. I mean, so how do you something. how do you structure your uh, training session? Like, what, what's a day like for you uh, at Team Relentless? So uh, depends. We usually break down our week into uh, you know striking and grappling days. And uh, so, for example, our Sundays are open match. So Sundays are normally gi days. Uh, we like to do gi at least twice a week. Uh, you know, before I mean pre-COVID era, we would do you know Sundays and uh, Thursday or Wednesday evenings used to be gi for us. Right. Uh, uh, we would do uh, you know wrestling. Uh, Wrestling, uh, sparring days would be Saturday. Saturday would be pure uh, sparring days for us. Okay, ha. Uh, that's uh, more than sparring or MMA sparring. No, MMA sparring. Right. Um, Monday and so we, like I said, you know, we do about uh, 13 sessions a week. Right. So that's if you take out sparring, basically the two rest a day and one on Sunday. Yeah, two a day and one on Sunday. So what we would do is, uh, you know, try and split it between Muay Thai, uh, MMA, gi and no gi. Right. Right. So. You know, so three sessions of each, and then uh, you know one open mat on uh, uh, on Sunday. And so let's say I'm uh, uh, one of the young guys who's let's say 22, 23 years old and comes into you uh, into your gym and is uh, like asked, okay, I want to be a competitor. I want to do this full time, coach. Um, what would you recommend that he start with, or how, how would you tell him to structure his training? So to be very honest, uh, you know, what I believe is, you know, you, you, you would get a lot of guys who want to be fighters, but, uh, you know, after one, one or two months is when you really realize whether they want to be or not. Yeah. So that's what I tell everyone that, you know, do not, uh, do not, when they come in and tell me, I, 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 I'm, uh, you know, I have a saying that, no, no, I have a saying that, listen, if you say that I'm going to hold you accountable for that. So think before telling me that. Yeah. So yeah. don't come uh, telling me you want to be a fighter, but you can't commit to more than three sessions a week. Yeah, it's or, crazy. You know, oh, I can do this and I can't do this. Then you don't want it. Right. So if you're doing it for hobby, you know, we have 
classes like for classes everyone. For we are that. open to everyone. Right, right. But uh, don't come here telling me you want to be a fighter and then you can't commit to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, everyone who's an academy yeah, owner, sure, gym owner sees yeah, this. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, even you've experienced this all the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I tell guys like, okay, just be prepared. Like, I, I don't even uh, want to go extreme with it. I just say, just show up for five days. Like, if you can show up for five days on the trot for a month, then and only then will I consider your request that I want to be a fighter seriously. Then I'll give you input on, you know, okay, you have to go do sprints on this day. You have to do stretching, yoga, all that other shit that comes on the outside of just the pure martial arts classes. Nutrition, what yeah. do rest, kaise karna hai, dang se. No, I, I think I'm a little old school in this manner where, I, you know, I threw them in the deep end directly. And mm. after one month, I asked them, so do you want to continue or not? So they, if they want to be a fighter, I get them to join the team, work with the team. Right. They, they get to do everything the team does. Right. And after a month is when the truth comes out. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, how do you structure your own training? Like, how do you uh, figure out what are you going to work on for yourself before you know you obviously teach the rest of the, the team? So how does that? So process? on a personal level, I set targets for myself, and you know it's the same way that I tell my guys to set targets for. Is uh, you know, for example, like uh, if it's, I, I mean, I'm I know I'm going to break it down to you know a basic thing, but like if it's it's about uh, you know a technique in gi or no gi, like initially. Uh, Jirendra, that's Ashwin. Ashwin. Yeah, Ashwin. Jirendra. He can't hear you. Okay. Yeah, you're saying I get up. Sorry about that. So. You know, for on a personal level, what I tend to do is, uh, you know, I set target for myself on a monthly basis. It could be a position I'm not comfortable in or a submission I don't prefer. Right. And uh, that's all will be my go-to for that month. Or if after a month I feel that I'm still not getting it, maybe another month, maybe another month till I get right. comfortable in that position. Uh, same thing I work with my striking as well. It is, uh, you know, particular things that I find most un uncomfortable with. I take that and work. I like to travel a lot, educate myself continually. I mean, I'm still a purple belt, so I have another 20 years before I get my black. And uh, I mean, yeah. I'd say, I'd say so 10 I'm, or less. Come on, you've no, done a, you've I, done I, a lot I, of the hard work. Now it's just about refining, right? No, I mean, I, I still realistically give myself 20 years. <laughs> I think I think my son and I might probably get it together. <laughs> Chalo, he's a great belt now. He's nine. <laughs> that that'll be a great moment for the young man. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so he, yeah, please so carry it's, on. It's, so it, uh, and I talk to a lot of people in terms of like, you know, like you've spoken to Professor Carlos. So he's been, uh, you know, a very good uh, mentor for me in terms of, you know, my skills and stuff. So mm -hmm. I keep talking to him a he's lot. He's a great and, guy. Like uh, oh, very, he's, very he's, open, willing to share knowledge and, um, you know, seems like a cool, cool guy. Yeah, he's one of those few people that I've worked with whom, you know, who has no ego or no agenda yeah, behind helping yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Like he genuinely wants to help people and you know, he genuinely wants to, uh, you know, wants people to do better. Right. So right. yeah, so he, he, I talk to him a lot and you know, we discuss about my personal development, uh, you know, a, bit, a lot with him. I, so he keeps sharing his input with me. And so, yeah, I mean, you know how it is, you know, when you are the, uh, highest graded guy in the team unfortunately it becomes a little slower than the others yeah, yeah because and that's my that's been my situation since 2012 
you know, I always wanted to fight, always wanted to compete more. But uh, being the eldest, I got pushed into that role of coaching. And, you know, it that was happens. at that point, it was if I don't do it, nobody else will. So, right. you know, for, for almost another five, six years, I pushed my competing and my uh, personal fighting aside. And, you know, so if you don't mind me asking, uh, do you, what's your weight right now? Like, uh, right now I have about 95, 96. So do you struggle finding, uh, opponents of similar skill? Because one thing is finding another purple belt who is good, but like, if he's not the same weight category as yours, then it must be a, a fair discrepancy, right? So do so you so I have, I have quite a few big guys. No, I have quite a few big guys in my team. Nice. Like Aditya Sanil, he's about 100 kgs and he's a blue belt. Okay. Uh, you know, I have another guy called Sahil Dhaiya, who's uh, actually he's been wrestling since he was like, I think he started walking, he started wrestling. Fair enough. Thrown so he's about bit. another 100 kg guy. Nice, so nice, we have, nice. I, you know, that way I think we've been blessed. We have a lot of uh, 85 plus kg fighters in the oh, team. That's amazing. That's really good. Because yeah. Generally, you, you end up seeing that, you know, jujitsu itself is one of those martial arts that it's like the smaller, weaker guys and girls will sort of gravitate towards it because that's exactly what it propagates. Um, so you often end up seeing academies with slim, slender, smaller people uh, who are extremely talented, no doubt. But uh, very few big guys actually develop technical skill. Um, so it's, I'm, I'm glad that you have that at your gym because that's one of the things that Ashwin, who you just saw struggles with that, like I'm about 10 kilos lighter than he is and I'm a blue belt. He's a purple belt. Um, so it becomes kind of like, how do we push him and challenge him? So I'm glad to hear that. Um, we kind of have to just, uh, you know, like four of us go against him. So like one after the other, one after the other, like, okay, he's fucking tired. Yeah, that's that's going to be the only way. Yeah, it's the same thing here. I mean, we have, luckily, like I said, you know, we have a lot of guys uh, who are above 85 and, you know, mm -hmm. so, and uh, yeah, I mean, most of them are, have been training for quite some time now. So the skill level is right up there. And uh, it, so it's never a challenge in finding, uh, you know, heavy training partners for me. Mm -hmm. uh, plus, like I said, I love to travel a lot and, you know, I travel to Singapore a lot. I travel to uh, Thailand also for training. So manage to get where do you end up though. training in Thailand? Uh, I've been training uh, with uh, Professor Marcio at AKA Thailand. Oh, nice, nice, nice. They, their new facility came up two, three years ago. I need to check yeah, the, uh, no, so he started his own NOVA Union of Phuket now. Okay. Uh, so I'm looking forward to at some point, maybe in 2021, going over and training with him again. Nice. And um, your background is quite unique for like, you started not with jujitsu, I'm assuming you started with judo and karate or judo and striking, right? If I'm not mistaken. No. So I started uh, way back in my boarding school. Luckily as part of our curriculum, boxing was one of the sports that we did. We had to do. So that's, that's and uh, really our boxing coach was also, uh, you know, a kickboxer. So we used to do a lot of boxing and kickboxing tournaments back then mm -hmm. and uh, did a bit of uh, Kyokushin karate. Mm -hmm. uh, I used to, I, I mean, I hail from this part of Maharashtra called uh, Raigad, District okay. Raigad, which is known mm -hmm. for its mud pit wrestling. So I used to, you know, go and dabble around a bit in mud pit wrestling whenever I could mm -hmm. between my holidays because I was in a boarding. 
so whenever i would come home on holidays but uh, yeah i did judo for uh, for a long uh, for about 4 5 years under my uh, uh, coach his name is mr ashok choudhury okay and uh, then i got into bjj technically you know because way back then you know there weren't many bjj there wasn't any bjj yeah so so would you recommend like we've actually recently started a judo program at our academy um do you think it's imperative for grapplers jiu jitsu martial artists in general to be doing some form of judo as well like even if you do 100%. one one class a week uh i think 100% especially if you are doing bjj the knowledge of gripping the knowledge of uh, you know is uh, i i think uh, i attribute that a lot to judo mm-hmm. uh because i think uh, i mean it's it's nothing against but lot of sport bjj is now about guard and you know all the fancy guards and the lapel guards and all that but uh, uh the throws the gripping the basic gripping i think uh, you it's it's very 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 important and i think that's something that judo taught me mm-hmm. Yeah, we've recently been doing uh, judo. In fact, we've got a class in a few hours now, and uh, it definitely makes a difference to understanding like how to bring the fight down uh, without pulling guard, for instance. Um, do you guys do any judo uh, like right now, or is this just like one yeah, we do, we do. Uh, no, we do. Uh, so we have a couple of uh, judo guys, and uh, so you know we do add. Uh, we make it a point to add certain throws and stuff and grip fighting to our regime uh, nice um in, in your opinion what are the issues you see with mma in india today honestly none man i think we are doing what? a good job i think uh, no 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 believe me i i mean you know it's it's like this here i i believe that uh, like i said in the start everything is good as long as you know the fighters are getting fights so there's always going to be a hue and cry about oh this guys you know their contracts suck this happens that happens and let's be really honest i mean you see fighters that are not even happy with ufc today hmm same you know you see one championship fighters that are grumbling you see ufc fighters that are i mean obviously the only thing and i don't think it's an issue and i don't think it's an issue with mma in india but i think the more we get recognition the more sponsors come in the more the bigger the promotions we can you know handle I think that's one thing that we all need to work for. Mm. We can sit and grumble about everything, man. But believe me, you know, uh, when we started back in 2010 and what it is today, everything is a blessing right now. What do you think needs to happen before we can bridge the gap between guys who are competing here and more guys going to higher order promotions? Like we've seen a couple guys recently signed with One FC, I believe. Um, yeah. So, what do you think needs to happen, or like, in your? I opinion? think just more experience, man. More experience, more fights, more promotions. You know, I think that's about it because I have always believed this, and you know, we've been fighting abroad since 2012. My guys have been competing all over Malaysia, Singapore, Middle East, and uh, I think we have pretty decent record. I think we have a 70% plus winning record that's, there. That's pretty good. Uh, so i think it's about the fact that you know one is that uh, we need guys to go out and fight because uh, i think one of the mentalities that we developed very soon in india is a big fish in a small pond mentality yeah you know? so everybody is number one everybody is india's number one fighter nobody wants to be 
as a challenge. People need to figure than that, and you know, not just being India's number one. So go out, you know, test yourself, fight, train more outside. So yeah, I, I, I personally feel that's that's one of the answers. Yeah, you know, it's it's encouraging because you see so many Muay Thai fighters from India going to Thailand and you know other places and winning, and not just competing, winning yeah, at yeah, good yeah, level. Yeah. And I think that's what is required even at MMA. You know, we need guys to go out and. fight guys you know and somewhere that whole thing of you know like i said we need to just not have that big fish in a small pond mentality 13 and 0 and ridiculous 15 and 0 records in india which yeah, don't translate I mean, into anything when they fight abroad you know and the funny thing is like you'll meet these guys who'll come into a gym ke i am a national kickboxing champion and i am this and that amateur whatever and then you suddenly take the shin pads off and you just put gloves on and you're like all right come spar with me and suddenly they're like oh but why are you punching me to the face i said like, what the fuck is wrong with you uh, what kind of tournaments have you been winning where <laughs> they're not letting you punch to the face like you've completely missed the point of what you know striking should have been um so you see a lot of that so i think there's a lot of this false bravado whatever you want to call it false sense of skill ke and, and and it and you see it on the amateur level as well where guys are throwing punches chin up and just you know haymakers and somebody connects and the guy just drops down uh, i don't see any amateur fights or oh, any the... yeah no sorry carry on i i just could uh, you had broken in the middle so yeah please carry on so what i was saying was i don't see guys with the chin down coming you know peppering the jab taking their time picking the body apart and you know stuff like that stuff that you see in in fact guys like justin gechi uh, etc etc and i'm like is that down to the coach is that down to the environment that the guy is not used to fighting um stuff like that is just what i feel is what we are missing like it doesn't look polished enough nobody even at I the pro pro level the entire ecosystem do you love fine craftsmanship beautiful designs and stunning leather products well look no further tiger marone is an ode to contemporary global design fused perfectly with the finesse of expert artisanship Tiger Marone is a made in India global brand with products that are handcrafted to glorious perfection. They've got laptop bags, backpacks, belts, tote bags, clutches, wallets, card holders, passport holders, laptop sleeves, notebooks, keychains, mobile covers and everything in between for both men and women. In fact, I'm using one of their wallets right now. So use the promo code LEV20 and get 20% off your order. That's L E V 20. That's www.tigermarron.com. So I I don't blame the guys here. It's the entire ecosystem that we build around India. I mean, uh, you know, we've taken guys from various backgrounds and thrown them directly into pro fights. Right. I mean, if you look at the, you know, so far there. Uh, I mean, now you can see some legit guys fighting amateur. Initially, yeah. fighting amateur was like, oh no, why should I fight amateur? I'm going to pay, get paid five thousand rupees to fight a pro fight. Right. And you know, this is where I think we fucked it up for ourselves by you know, paying people five thousand and six thousand and calling it pro fights and you know, putting that in their head that you that know, oh, I have a pro, pro record of three and oh, no, my hmm. friend, 
yeah no my yeah. friend you're not a pro fighter you're not for anybody <laughs> worth fighting yeah that yeah. 3 and 0 is a good amateur record yeah you know so you know even i mean we i've been doing mma uh, amateur promotion since 2014 we started with yfc in 2014 and then we did x1 and the amount of people that come talking shit oh but you know i have fought pro and stuff like that and not even i i can very very easily tell you not even 85% of them won have won in the amateur circuit hmm. you know when i pick them up with amateur fighters you know they land up losing and then they are like nahi nahi humne kya pro kiya hai ye kiya like dude you're not i mean just because you got paid 5000 you're not a pro fighter hmm. yeah 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 that's that's something that people need to understand and that's what i tell my guys is you know if you want to make a quick buck and you want to make 5000 20000 25000 out of a fight do it man but if you want a long term career start fighting amateur and you know leave it to me to tell you when you're good to fight so yeah and it goes back to that thing that dude if you want to just be a tamasha or thing then show call yourself a pro fighter but be a martial artist and then if competition comes you will win in competition um because of your discipline and because of your work ethic not you know necessarily just the flash of uh, you know what you think will happen i don't know it's it's um... you know it has changed i mean i know for a fact that you know that mentality is changing and it's all good because you know now you're seeing the generation of two mixed martial arts fighters coming out you know there are some new talent that i've been following and they are like really really good and legit guys and I, i'm sure these guys are going to make it big even on the you know world scene yeah it'll be crazy to see that man because you we just you know this is one of those sports where it actually doesn't matter like where you're from blah 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 i mean look if you're going to play basketball there's lebron james will have an advantage over you right like there's nothing you or i can do that will give me any superior advantage to you know lebron james type person in that sport but in fighting you're the same weight you are most likely going to be a couple of inches in height and reach away from each other um so anything can happen it's just that you like when here generally india mein to waisi there's a lack of discipline is just how many people show up on time that are not you know doing this like if you tell somebody oh i'm going to meet you at 8 o'clock you'll be there at 8 people show up at 8:45 bro i'll just hear like oh get 10 minute to hai 10 15 minute to hai so a lot of that attitude when that seeps into people i feel like causes uh, the issue not so much as anything else do you do you face that do you deal with that Oh yeah, all the time, man. All the time. It's it's the same story across the country. I think, you know, as a coach, as a, uh, you know, you face that everywhere. I think it's it's a very very common story. And uh, you know, in Bombay, you have that excuse that traffic. Hmm. But because Bombay, we we might we are one of those cities who don't talk distances in kilometers. We talk distances in time. In time so, yeah. But. Uh... nobody is willing to leave home yeah, 10 minutes I mean, early i mean i still till now i don't know no i mean in like for example i still don't know how many kilometers from my house to my gym but i know that it could take me anywhere between uh, 30 minutes on a sunday morning to mm-hmm. two and a half hours on a weekday on a weekday evening right 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 yeah 
I usually so that's how we measure distances in Bombay. I think Delhi is quite similar like that, where the two cities where a lot of it so, is based on you know, traffic. That excuse type. is always there. Are sir, my traffic matter gap. So, what what's your favorite yeah. uh, <laughs> your favorite t- technique to um, surprise people with things that they don't see coming? Like what do you what what's your game like? Let's say we start yeah, a roll, we bump hands, a slap fist. Um, what's your go-to? Anything that gets me the tap. Yeah. <laughs> good man, good man. Old school vibes. Nothing favorite, believe me. Nothing favorite. I have uh, that. Yeah, that that that's something I really would like. I have tried to stay out of, you know, stay out of favorite techniques and stuff like that. And that's what I keep telling guys, you know. The, the most the, the most favorite technique of mine is what gets me the tap. That's it. Right, right. And uh, do you do you like have a nutritionist on board for your team, or like guys are just left to figure it out for themselves, or like how how does that work for your pro fighters? So we do have. Uh, I do have. Uh, you know. Uh, like my partner, uh, Ms. Pritchard, is a very herself is a nutritionist. Plus, uh, I have a very old friend of mine who who has actually, you know, been elemental in me setting up my places, gym and stuff like that. Uh, he has a nutrition academy called Gauri Murthy Nutrition Academy. So he supports us. But, uh, you know, a couple of my fighters uh, have been working with uh, other nutritionists before they come here. So, but yes, that is something I've always emphasized on having a sound nutrition and and especially you know when you're transitioning into pro fights and stuff like that, hundred percent. How big a difference is it in terms of going from an amateur to a pro level, um, in your opinion? Uh, it's a it's a world of difference. I I personally think that it's a transition that requires a lot of planning, a lot of thinking. You know, I think anybody can fight amateur because at the end of the day, I've always believed the amateur career is meant to you know learn, is meant for losses. You make mistakes, you learn, and you you know keep fighting. Mm. When you get India, where opportunities are you know few and far to come, every win, every loss counts, every fight counts. So I think you know that's why I I've always told my guys that you know that transition has to be something which is thought through and not something because somebody ha pandrazar de raha yaar chalo chalke fight kar le. Not at a whim, basically. Yeah, मतलब Somebody just comes along yeah, saying, just go Yeah, at the end of it. the day, you're calling yourself a professional, right? Hmm. Yeah, you're calling yourself a professional. I mean, it, it's a job. It's a full-time job. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, that's what I keep telling my guys. You have to treat it as as uh, as a job as you would be going to office. So how would you, you know, how would a company react if you're going to call them one morning and say, Are, you know, aaj mera pet kharaab hai, to main nahi aunga. Or, aaj meri mammi ki tabiyat kharaab hai, to main office nahi aunga. Hmm, 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 hmm. You know, that's the kind of level of uh, professionalism or work ethic. Uh, that's the level of work ethic I'm expecting from you if you're a pro fighter and you're supposed to train twice a day. Hmm. You can't call me up and tell me that my child is I mean, that's what I ask them if you're at a job right now. I've worked in a corporate for eight years. What did you do? I mean, I couldn't call up my boss and I never had to. Uh, I worked with a, a BPO for, uh, as a transition manager. Uh, it's, it's called okay. three global services. Okay. And uh, yeah, I mean, I I couldn't call up my boss and say, oh, no, no I'm No, no like, Things chance. like that. 
I, I find that. I mean, so you could probably do it once in like a real long while when it's a genuine thing, but uh, once in once in a lifetime, man. <laughs> yeah, once a year. Okay, okay. My kid is like really unwell. Yeah. I can't do anything. About I mean, yeah, it. you were entitled to certain leaves. Yeah, yeah, but but it can't be yeah. okay, bro. My body's hurting. I'm not coming in for this session. Um, it's not like that. You know, okay. My ankle is twisted. I'm not coming yeah, in to work. You can't do that. I mean. Yeah, it's that's what I keep telling them. It's exactly it's a job. That's what that's why it's called professional fighting. Yeah, it's a profession. So, what motivates you? Like, why are you doing all this? Why did you leave your job? You know, what keeps you coming in a every single day? So, I've always believed, dear. Uh, you know, we guys are all of us a little fucked in the head to do what we do. I mean, let's be really honest. None of us, none of, I mean, who in their right mind would wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to get kicked in my head or I'm going to have an ass on my face and I'm going to feel good about it. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, you know, we are all fucked in the head to do what we do. And uh, what motivates me is uh, to be very honest, yeah, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to be, uh, you know, my upbringing was in a boarding school where being competitive was the only way to survive. And uh, that hasn't left me. And that's what I keep telling my guys. I might be old. I'm not dead. So mm-hmm. as long as my hands and legs are moving, mm-hmm. you'll probably see me on the mat competing with you guys. Mm-hmm. So that, that, I, uh, I think, that. yeah, that, that whole, uh, you know, nature of being a competitor, that whole nature of, uh, you know, wanting to be better than yourself was inbuilt as part of my boarding life. Mm-hmm. So I think that that comes very naturally to me. To be very honest, it's not something I think of. Now, that's what I keep telling people, like, you know, people ask me, you know, what drives you? And I'm like, dude, I wish I had an answer because I just wake up in the morning and I get to do what I do. I've spent uh, the early development of my life with a schedule. You know, boarding is all about schedule. Yeah. You wake up at so-and-so yeah, time, yeah, eat at yeah, so-and-so yeah. time. Everyone and uh, that's something, together. yeah, yeah, that's, that's something that I have, uh, has become a part of me. So uh, schedule is what keeps me sane. Not knowing what I'm going to do today or tomorrow or for the next two, three days drives me crazy. Jocko Willing has this saying, right? Uh, Discipline equals freedom. So when there is no time to sit around and think and overthink and overanalyze and worry and stress and all, you just show up. So I have a John Danaher quote in my gym where John Danaher says that, you know, show me any great man and I will show you how he's driven by a schedule. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, yeah I guess it's, it's just that it's just become a part of me. So, yeah. For still, me, it's, you know, it's you know, you give of, so much of yourself um, to your team. Like, see, anyone who does this um, for a full day's job understands like it takes something out of you, right? Um, so, whether it's through injuries or mental fatigue or dealing with other people's problems, whatever it may be. Um, I'm asking about that stuff. Like, where do you find the energy for that? No, like I said, you know, I, I've done a corporate job for eight years, man. And I, I think uh, I, I keep telling myself that I'm lucky to do what I do because it was the same shit there, man. It was the okay. same shit there. Boring shit somebody a problem. You're not even liking it. I mean, yeah. you're getting yeah. paid for it, but you're not liking it. Yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. it was worse because you're at least, you're at least you can lace up your gloves and give it back to them. <laughs> there you and, couldn't. 
this is like a video game right you're like you're fucking enjoying yourself playing your sport and you know teaching and training your sport like there's just joy to be had being on the mats which i mean you could have google as an office facebook as an office fucking yeah, and, uh, i would want to sit me, on a desk you know i'll be very honest with you man uh, you know when i was working in my company we were like 10000 employees i was one of those 10000 i mean you know when i when i thought about it what was the legacy one of the days and and this is one of the reasons why i quit was you know there were about 10000 employees in the company and i asked myself you know what is my legacy i mean there were not not even 100 out of those people that were working in other departments that even knew who jitendra kare was right you know today uh, in the last 10 years i've been able to build a legacy for myself and, you know i have a name i my team has a name and uh, that's something you know uh, i think the proudest moment for me was when i graded my son gray belt in brazilian jiu jitsu and you know that that's that's what i keep telling uh, my friends as well and that's the legacy i'm leaving behind at least you know once i'm gone somebody might remember me for some contribution that i've made to mma in india and uh, you know i guess that's something that kept me going all these years do you have friends who tell you yaar itni training mat kar uh, something will happen just thoda to maze kar like i of i end up seeing like people tell you not to do something uh i like often because they are not doing it so they don't want you to do it you know what i mean what do you say to those people yeah i mean i had that all the time and believe me i have my friends my family i have not had a i've not had a holiday for a long long time i mean i believe what i do is a holiday for me so uh, you know uh, my like my family always keeps telling me are tum teen din nahi jaoge koi aur training le lega tum ye nahi karoge and my point to them is that i'm not doing this because i have to i do this because i get to and that's what drives me and that's what is different you know It, it's not a job for me it's something i enjoy doing and i'm blessed i when i wake up in the morning i i know i'm blessed to do this and uh, you know i i'm not i'm not a, i'm not a party person I'm, i i i don't remember having attended a party in the last maybe 3 4 years at least uh, i barely go for <laughs> family functions so uh, to answer your question yeah i stay away from these kind of people <laughs> <laughs> cool i i no you need to also bolenge hi nahi na No, I I need to know because, bro, like I'm 31 now, and I get the same shit that you know, यार ये कोई चीजें करने को you should be you know like figuring a long term out like what are you gonna do wrestle with people your whole life uh, why do you need to go again today like I'll go at six in the morning go home and then come back at noon and then do noon to seven so they're like what what the hell is this like uh, you know you should go only one hour and then बारह घंटे कैसे करोगे I'm like dude this is something i am so happy doing like just being on the mats and you know even if i'm not doing anything and looking over and people are training i'm like wow how exciting is that you know and that wasn't the case in 2010 2012 2013 that thing was not there in everybody there was like one guy like you one guy like ashwin here who was just like you know adamant ke i'm just going to be on the mats and keep doing it so it's really like a blessing like you said that we are able to do this like there are laborers who make 10000 12000 rupees I mean, a month doing you know bricklaying believe me my 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 mother passed away about you won't believe man my mother passed away about 3 years back and uh, i think till her final moment she could never understand what i do 
her point was yaar tumne engineering kiya hai so my mother would always tell me ki you know like till the time she passed away that what is this you're doing you've done engineering you worked you know you worked in a corporate as a transition manager and what is this i mean now you're now you're 38 is now get serious about your life and i'm like this is my life yeah i keep telling her i should keep telling her this is i mean it it, it she couldn't understand that till the last moment uh, for her it was like you know i i don't understand how you're going to spend next 30 years doing this and i was like yeah this is all i've done and this is all i have to do for the next 30 years so get used to it Yeah, I mean, just to give you an example, man. One of my guys is fighting on twenty first, twenty second November, on uh, in uh, Kerala in uh, in Manipal, and twenty uh, first November is my son's birthday. Last year on twenty first November, I was in Singapore leading uh, the India team for uh, you know the Gama World Championship. Right. So everybody in my family is like, "Hey, again, you're going to miss your son's birthday." And I'm like, I mean, there are going to be many more. <laughs> yeah, not being not... there on one day for my son is making me my son. Father. Yeah, I guess I, I live with it. Yeah, I love him the same. Yeah, no matter what. I mean, I I spend uh, the entire weekend training with him, and I think <laughs> I value that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like like I keep telling my wife also that you know I I mean I spend weekends training with him, and I love those moments much yeah. more than any stupid birthday that we could spend together. Again, I had a lot of our. Um... thought process most people's thought process based on what other people think and how other people and how other people perceive your actions and you but when you're doing sports like this you're free to act how you want because it all comes from a very genuine place i think so you're going to have agree with you man 20 30 years of you know and more man uh, of time with your son on the mats like most fathers in india end up going to their job leaving their kids to go smoke cigarettes or daru peena lafanga giri ye wo like your your son will turn out better because of the fact that he's constantly under a his dad supervision around like minded um, adults who are like motivated not fucking losers um so that's all like really positive for the young man man so kudos to you you're doing a hell of a job as a father that's great Thank you, boy. Thank you for that. Cheers. So, what about any injuries, man? All these years of training, आपका कुछ कहाँ का problem है अब ये बताओ. कहाँ नहीं है? Let's start with that. So, I think uh, my toes might be the only place which aren't broken. But uh, yeah, and so far, you know, I've had a skull injury. So yeah, okay, my toes. <laughs> Fingers to go instantly. The moment you start grabbing fingers, the gear, both shoulders, yeah, both shoulders are dislocated and put back. My, uh, I've had a slip disc. I've had uh, knee injuries. So yeah, I mean, part and parcel of the game. Yeah, yeah man, that's what uh, Professor Carlos also told me. He's like, uh, bro, I'm ten years older than you. There's going to be a lot of injuries to come. Like. You thought injuries abhi teri hui hain in your twenties? No, oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. He's like, now they're going to start happening. So, like, oh, cool. Looking forward to it. No, believe me, man. That's what I'm telling you, Mohit. Wait till you get to thirty-five, thirty-six. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> Wait till you get thirty-five, thirty-six. The older injury, the older injuries will feel now as injuries. <laughs> uh, no, bro, no. Um, so, what do you do for recovery? <laughs> like, uh, how do you? 
end up um, you know on a day to day right now not... it's more of like pray pray to god that uh, these guys <laughs> will go easy on me <laughs> um but seriously any ice baths or diet or i don't know cbd oil or oh, we can't say cbd no yeah i i mean i i do tend to follow a good nutrition and supplementation program ha huh. <laughs> no sir i have a good uh, i mean i follow a plan follow a good supplementation and nutrition program uh, i am an insomniac so my rest is out of question but uh, yeah i mean i try to do the best i can so so you are saying you have sleep issues little bit yeah for 20 years man for 20 years not now 20 years oh damn have you tried melatonin i have tried a lot of things i have just actually during the lockdown got my nasal surgery done because i had a deviated septum and uh, so yeah i mean hopefully that helps but yeah i've been dealing with insomnia for 20 years now what oh, damn man what is that like uh, for people who don't know insomnia is um, when you can't get any restful sleep right yeah yeah so i mean you learn to dance with the devil but uh, at times it gets to you more often than not especially because of the kind of sport we are in it does mm. get to you but mm. uh, yeah I, i guess i've learned to deal with it i've learned to know when to push myself and when to pull back so mm. that ego which was there 5 6 years back is now replaced with sensibility hmm. nice yeah I, i guess that's necessary you can't um, like evolution has to happen it cannot be uh, you know how it was 5 years ago no i just keep asking myself man if i need to be doing this for another 20 30 40 years you know there are sensible choices i need to make and if sitting out one or two sessions is the answer i'll do that and then keep training for another 30 years rather than do those two sessions and land up with an injury and not be able to train mm. yeah that's true um it's very hard to put yourself out though like you start questioning am i being weak here by sitting out for a round uh should i not be just going in you know that that has to like i'm only recently i've been dealing with that if at all um so i don't know man i don't know how you do it and i look forward to um figuring that out like it's such a such a tricky thing too much rest not enough rest uh <laughs> you know how do you judge it so i i guess you know somewhere uh, so the negative yeah my my mind negative one of the things that doesn't work for me also has been that i've never been an armchair gentleman and uh, you know i trained with dennis holman who used to say that you know don't make your uh, don't make your team do something that you can't do hmm. so you know, that that has its flip side because when you're pushing guys who are 20 years and 15 years younger than you it's interesting but um great man i think that's about does it like that's essentially all the questions i had for you um if you have anything for me anything for us i would love to hear it 
No, I think, uh, like I said earlier, man, you guys are doing a great job with that leverage competition, and I hope to, you know, I hope that you guys can carry on and put forth more events like that. Uh, it's it's something which is truly truly needed, and uh, you know, congratulations on the great card you guys have already put together, and uh, you know, it's looking very good. It's looking very good. So now we are working I on the undercard. I wish you all undercard. the success. And, and we want uh, to get your Akshata on the undercard to compete against um, somebody. So if uh, what we we tried to reach out to, in fact, yesterday, and what we were told was that we'd have to speak to Jitendra sir. So I was like, cool. I have to talk to him tomorrow anyway. Um, so we'll send you the info yeah, sure. offline. I mean, we are open to competing all the time, man. Something. So it'll be cool, man. You also sure. come down. Sounds we'll all yeah. we'll good. all uh, get a few, you know, at least one day of training in after the competition as well. And uh, so we're trying to bring people together as much as we can. So let's touch base offline as well and uh, get her on that card. Sure. Awesome. Great. Sure, Murth. Let's do that. Great. Jitendra. Once thank again, thanks so for much. having me. And uh, I hope it was worth your time. Bro, 100% man. Like, uh, really interesting talking to you. To see somebody who's 10 years older than me uh, in this sport, in this country. Like, um, dude, you're a, undoubtedly a peer of mine. So, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And uh, I really do hope to see you soon. Same here, man. Same here. Thank you so much. Take care. Take care.